required maternal energy to quality leisure. She dropped the curtain back onto the floor. If she turned slowly and half-closed her eyes, she could persuade herself that Ben had left his room in a mess as a signal to her that he hadn't really left it. That this notion of his to put all the essentials of his life into a duffel bag and carry it off to live with Naomi in a spare room in her mother's flat in Walthamstow was in truth no more than a notion. That he would begin to miss things. His childhood home, the cat, his pillow, his mother, and would see that life was not to be lived so satisfactorily anywhere else. But if she made herself open her eyes wide, really wide, and looked at the calibre of things he had left, the outgrown garments, the broken shoes, the discarded or irrelevant books and discs and papers, she could see that what Ben had left behind was what he didn't want any more. He had taken what represented the present and the future, and he had left the past, leaving it in such a way as to emphasise its irrelevance to him. Edie bent down and began, without method or enthusiasm, to pick up the cereal bowls. It wasn't as if Ben had ever really been away from home. His school days had melted comfortably into his college days, and then into irregular, haphazard days of assistant to a self-employed photographer who specialised in portraits. All through these years, Ben had come home more nights than not to sleep in the bedroom across the landing from his parents' bedroom, which had been allotted to him when he was two. His bedroom had been by turns pale yellow, purple, papered with aeroplanes, and almost black. The detritus of his life from Thomas the Tank Engine to trailing computer cables, had spilled out of his room and across the landing. Symbols of his changing taste, his changing world. The thought of the order, no, not order, the absence of chaos that might follow his departure for Walthamstow brought Edie close to panic. It was like... like having an artery shut off, a light extinguished. It was far, far worse than when Matt had gone... Or Rosa, it was far, far worse than she expected. She began to pile mugs and bowls without method on Ben's table. He had done homework at that table, made models, hacked with blades at the edges. She sat down by it, on the chair with the broken cane seat, filled in by a gaudy Indian cushion embroidered with mirrors. She looked at the mess on the table. Ben was her youngest, her last when the others went, she had felt a pang, but there had always been Ben. There had always been the untidy, demanding, gratifying, living proof that she was doing what she was meant to do, that she was doing something no one else could do. And if Ben wasn't there to confirm her proper perception of herself in that way, what was she going to do about the future? What was she going to do about herself? It's awful her sister Vivian had said on the telephone. It's just awful. You spend all these years and years developing this great supporting muscle for your children, and then they just whip round, don't they, and hack it through. She'd paused, and then she'd said in a cooler tone, Actually, it's not so bad for you, because you've always got the theatre. I haven't, Edie said. I, well, I know you aren't working at this precise moment, but you always could be, couldn't you? You're always going for auditions and things. That, Edie said, 
her voice rising, has nothing to do with Ben going, nothing to do with motherhood. There was another pause, and then Vivian said, in the slightly victim voice Edie had known since their childhoods, Elliot's gone too, Edie, and he's my only child. He's all I've got. Elliot had gone to Australia. He'd found a job on a local radio station in Cairns, and within six months had a flat and a girlfriend there. Ben had gone five stops up the Victoria Line to Walthamstow. Okay, Edie said to Vivian, conceding. I do know, yes. Lovely, Vivian said for Russell. Hmm, having you back. Edie felt a flash of temper. Elliot's father, Max, had drifted in and out of his wife and son's life in a way that made sure that the only thing about him that was predictable was his unreliability.